This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Chopping Mall. Tonight, Park Plaza Mall switches on the world's toughest security force. Absolutely nothing can go wrong. Get to the chopper! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And not only do we not have Hot Lanta, we also don't have Robot Lanta or Rocky Horror Picture Show, as we said we were going to watch. But those are all connected because since Hot Lanta's wife requested us to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, we thought it only fair he should be here to watch it with us. So we called an audible. And Choppy Mall was free on Prime, so we watched that. Yep, that's our criteria. If yeah, if, I mean, I already rented one movie this week for the podcast. I didn't want to rent two. <laughs> I'm a cheap bastard. What can I say? Fair enough. Yeah. So, Chris, how does this movie start? Well, we start off with a uh, delightful. Film presentation by uh, was it what, what I, call, I call him like low rent uh, oh. Richard Hatch because he kind of <laughs> looks like uh, well Apollo from old Balsar Galactica or Zarek from new Balsar Galactica. Fair, yeah. And uh, turns out this mall because it's the eighties and malls are still a thing. Yes, it's got a uh, robots. Robots. And, uh, well, they're trying to sell them on it because technically we start out inside the presentation video with a robber robbing the mall and the robot, the robot chasing him down and shooting him with a taser. Yeah. And Which uh, I believe they refer to later as a sleep dart. Yeah. Sleep dart. You know, electrical current until your heart stops temporarily. Sleep. <laughs> Don't daze me, bro. <laughs> and uh, uh, we got like uh, bootleg Cisco and Ebert are commenting on this thing the whole time. No, no, no. They're the old guys from uh, fucking The Muppet Show. <laughs> Waldorf and what's the other one? I don't know. Salad? Yeah, Waldorf and Salad. And uh, yeah, like, and like the one dude is like, I don't know, the one in the middle looks vaguely, like looks distressingly ethnic. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> how 1980s of you, movie. Oh, how incredibly racist of you, character. Apparently, that most of their stuff was ad-libbed, which I could kind of see, because I think they were just like, what's something crazy that I can say here about these robot, these robots and about uh, low-rent Tom Zarek? Yeah, and so, uh, you know, it's your, it's your basic uh, setup. Robots are going to patrol them all at night. Robots. Robots. And they'll, uh, you know, apprehend anybody who's trying to rob the joint. By putting them to sleep with their sleep darts. And uh, part of the uh, robot protocol also involves big ass, like, Star Trek looking fucking exit doors. Yeah. Oh, but you also have to badge. Remember, there's the ID badge with the barcode on either side of your face. 
that they have to hold up to identify themselves. Yeah. Don't worry. That never comes up again. Well, no, it does come up once. Okay, one that one time. That one time with the guy, the shirtless wonder. And uh, meanwhile, in another part of the mall. People are working. Yeah. Quote, unquote, working. Are we in licorice pizza this at this moment, or are we in the furniture store? I don't remember. It doesn't really matter, does it? Who the fuck names their pizza place licorice pizza? I mean, two great tastes that taste great together. I, yeah. But, yeah, so there's two ladies working at licorice pizza, and... They, uh, they're serving the guests and on the walls are a bunch of like, uh, movie posters for Roger Corman movies because Roger Corman produced this movie and the director decided to put in a bunch of homages to him. Yeah. Like Barbarian Queen. I noticed I couldn't catch the names of any of the other ones. Yeah. Oh, well, and, uh, there's a, there's a fat guy. Oh yeah. And he ordered a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> He's fat. That's the joke. Er, fat people eat a lot. Ha ha, he wants butter. Ha ha. Yeah. I mean, I've always eaten a lot. Some of my life I've been skinny and some of my life I've been fat. We'll get into that more next week. And, uh, turns out that the two, uh, waitresses are gonna attend a party. Well, one waitress was trying to convince the other waitress to attend a party because her boyfriend was at the party and they were going to set her up with some other dude that her boyfriend works with. Yeah. And as luck would have it, we meet up with them working at another store in the mall. Yep. There's a, what was there? Um, low rent James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Who is always chewing gum in every scene he is in, in this movie. Yeah. Literally, every time. Yep. And, uh, and, Nerdlinger. Yep, there is, a yeah, Nerdlinger who is an accountant type guy. So I feel personally attacked, but that's fine. And then there's other guy. Yeah. He has traits like being the other guy. He has two arms, two legs, and a head. Yeah. So he speaks uh, primarily English. Yes, he has teeth. Uh, presumably, uh, blood. Uh, or at least he has skin tinted as if there was blood underneath of it. Yeah, it's blood-like, if nothing else. Yeah, blood-colored. And so the yeah the two so low rent James Vanderbeek and human are attempting to get Nerdlinger to go to to have, go to the party with them because they are setting him up with. Uh oh, and human is the boyfriend of the other waitress at Licorice Pizza. Yeah. And let it be and known the, that they're only trying to hook Nerdlinger up so he doesn't rat them out. Because the party is not, you know, at a frat house or in someone's house You're or like a, a residence f- of any kind. A field? No. Oh, yeah. Field parties are a thing. No, no, no. It's at the furniture store in the mall. And really, by party, they mean 
we're going to invite our girlfriends over, drink, and have sex on the furniture. Yeah, which is equal parts insane and totally something I would have done when I was a teenager. I, it's it's crazy like a fox. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, and uh, there's the car people. We can't forget the car people. Yes, where uh, apparently the, oh my gosh, the woman's better at repairing the car than the man. Ah. Man, they really flipped those gender roles on their heads. Man, this script is so flipped. It's uh, it's pretty woke for 1980s. Yeah, actually it is. But I think they were playing it more for laughs, though, which I think undercuts that a little bit. But they bring the alcohol to the party. Yeah. And uh, at some point, some guy shows up and and yells, some old man. One of the, I think it's maybe low-rent James Vanderbeek's dad. Or, or I thought maybe his girlfriend's dad. Oh, human, it might be human's dad. I don't recall. Someone's but, dad. But he's the, all... the furniture store. He's basically, his whole thing is like, don't go fucking the furniture store. And they're like, haha, we won't. I don't know. We're totally going to fuck in the furniture store, but not fuck the furniture store itself. Yeah, joke's on him. <laughs> so, uh, everybody's get heading to the furniture store, and uh, a lightning storm breaks out. Johnny Five's alive! Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely some shades of short circuit. Although, I'm not sure which one came first. This has to be before Short Circuit. I would think so, but it's a Corman movie, so the special effects are always a few years older. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure, but I'd probably take them first. But anyway, yeah, there's a lightning storm. Uh, the, robots, the robots get electrocuted, and they come to life and decide that they are going to kill people. Yeah, their uh, programming's all jacked up. They kill one of the guys in the security headquarters, he says, unsure. Well, the security room with all the it's got you know it's got it's the room with the control panel and all the video monitors showing all the cameras in the mall. Yeah, and they uh, to their credit, the robots hide his body, so his buddy coming back from the buffet doesn't see him right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they do kill him for looking at a Playboy centerfold. Yeah. Which is, that's what I do. When I'm at work and I go to where I'm supposed to be and the other co-workers aren't there, I bust out analog pornography. That's my usual first move. Yeah. Well, you know, because, you know, Chris Angel is a centerfold. And a mind freak. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, because you know, Chris, Angel is a centerfold. Oh, okay. I The, yeah. the comma was not implied correctly earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, people, punctuation fucking matters. Yeah, that's the difference between Chris Angel and Chris Angel. Yeah. Mind freak. Or centerfold. So uh, now the robots have lost their shit. They kill the new guy who shows up with his food. Yeah. They, uh, they killed the janitor. Yeah. Oh, the janitor. Yes. So there's a dude with the whitest fucking mop bucket water I've ever seen. Oh, what was going on there? Like, what happened in that mall that resulted in that? I think he was like mopping up like wet plaster. Yeah. Like, 
because it is the dude from uh, Bucket of Blood or Buckets of Blood, whichever it is. The one that we watched not not too distant past, maybe like five, ten episodes ago. Um, and he's it's I think he's supposed to be an homage to that character. And it looks like he's just mopping up plaster water. Dick Miller. Like, Dick Miller. Yes. We can never fucking remember his name. And so two guys walk by and make fun of him. And he's like, yeah, screw you. You know what? Fuck you, too. And then the robot shows up and then he's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, well, I'm this guy on this badge. And then it says, you know what? I'm a crazy robot and shoots a taser out at him and misses. But it lands in the plaster water. And then when he backs up in the plaster water, he gets electrocuted. Yeah. And I will give him credit. He tried to, you know, he, he tried to identify with the robot. He's like, man, I'm just a working stiff like you, brother. I'm just here at yeah. work, man. I'm just doing the thing. He was a very nice man. Like, he was empathizing with the robot. Like, I, apparently, or the robot. Like, apparently, actually, I don't know, just to completely tangent for a second. Uh, I was listening to the radio the other day, and apparently one of the problems they're having with the robots in the military that they're trying to, like, you know, use instead of humans is that the humans get too attached to them and will end up sacrificing themselves to save the robots. You know, like the, like the, the ones that carry shit and stuff for them. So it's actually kind of counterproductive. No, not the robot. (laughs) I mean, like, I think that's kind of, but you know, to me, I find that kind of heartwarming, like that humans can fucking like empathize with anything if they, you know, if they want to. So I'm going to count that as a plus one for humanity when the singularity hits. Yeah, Robots, remember that. Some of us laid down our lives for you. I am not one of them. I am just a scuzzy human. Uh, that's going to be committed to the singularity's memories. Yep. Well, at least I wasn't a fucking... Uh... What's the other protocol other than scuzzy? Oh, there's a lot. I know. But what was the other one? Like IRQ or... No, what was the... The other hard drive. IDE. One, IDE, yes. I'm a or SATA. Not an ID. Yeah, but IDE is what I'm thinking of. There we go. So, so the robots. Jokes. The, the robots are. Basically, they think everybody is a intruder now. Yes. Intruder alert. And then after they murder you, they will tell you to have a nice day. So they're not monsters. Yes. No, they're polite murdered leardlers. And uh, so everybody's, you know, getting down, having intercourse at the furniture store. They're getting down and then boning down. And uh, Nerdlinger is hitting it off with his blind date. By watching a Roger Corman movie with her, one involving giant crabs. Which I don't know if that's really the kind of message you want to be sending to a woman on your first date is that I'm interested in giant crabs because that's only going to make them feel insecure about any any hygiene issues they might have. I mean, I don't know if they're Alaskan king, but they feel huge. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but I'm sure it's from something. It is from something. <laughs> Brett would Christian, know. I'm sure you know. A Christian might know, too. He might. You might. If you know, <laughs> listeners, if you know, come on to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and let us know that you got Chris's joke. 
Yeah. It's nice to know I don't speak into the void constantly. I mean, I've been screaming into the void a lot, but that's more of a function of, you know, COVID-19 as opposed to anything else. That's more of a function of my terrible existential crises I've been in. <laughs> Actually, I did tell someone that uh, my void is relatively empty, so if theirs is all full of screams, I can loan them some of mine. That's nice. Yeah. So, because honestly, like I was, kind of, I I think Chris, Brett, and I were all kind of built for this crisis with the fact that none of us really want to go out anywhere and do anything. So as long as we're stuck at home with like our loved ones, we're kind of okay. Yeah, I realize I realize that other people are not, and I you know, and that they're struggling. And please, like, if you are, get whatever help you need. Hell, reach out to us on Discord. We'll try to cheer you up. But, like, I think the three of us are actually doing pretty okay through all this whole tragedy that's going on. Yeah. You know, our podcaster privilege is showing. Yikes. Because we get get to, like, talk. We get to talk at people, like, for an hour every, every week. It's fine. That is true. You're never truly alone when you put things on the Internet. Yeah. No, but but seriously, like if you have no one else to reach out to, reach out to us. We'll talk to you. I promise. So uh where were we? Oh yeah, fucking in a furniture store. Yeah, you know, like in that episode of twenty four. So uh in poist codal poist bleh. Look. <laughs> Moist coital? Moist coital coital. God damn it. <laughs> Post post coital, Chris. Come there on. There we go. They they got done fucking. Yeah. And uh Lady wants a cigarette, so she sends yeah. uh bootleg Vanderbeek out. And he throws on his pants, but he does tell her he does ask her where his badge is, because he needs his badge. He's gonna be out in the on the floor with the robots running around. Yeah. And he heads to a cigarette vending machine. Because they had those in the 80s. Yeah. This movie is super 80s. Yeah, it's more... I believe uh, Hot Lanta said it's more 80s than his childhood. Yes. Yeah, it is peak 80s. And he's uh, trying to get cigarettes, and one of the uh, robots shows up. And asks for his ID. Yeah. Which he shows and says... I don't remember. Klaatu brought to Nick Oh, yeah, he does say that. <laughs> Which, Upwork, I'd always associated with uh, with uh, fucking Army of Darkness, but apparently it's actually from a different movie originally. Yeah, The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's the, like, kill phrase. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I always thought it was from Army of Darkness because I am a terrible horror fan, apparently. And uh, so the robot, not amused, gives him a solid murder. Yep. Well, it, like, puts him to sleep with the sleep dart, also known as a taser. A taser. And then Nicotine Queen is like, um, where are my smokes? I need a smoke. I just... I just had an orgasm where I called you the king, the furniture king, and now I need to smoke. And there's no smokes. So I'm going to go see what you're up to. Is he the sofa king? No, more of a 
Maybe she might have called him King Plow, though, or the Plow King, because he was plowing her like a king. Plow King was the enemy of Mr. Plow. Ah, there you go. And it was Barney. Yes. So, uh, everybody's like, oh, shit, the robots are murdering. So they, uh, decide. Well, you missed the part where, okay, Chris, you completely skipped over the part where she goes, finds her boyfriend's body sitting against the, the, the cigarette vending machine. And then he, uh, hit, like, notices that his throat has been slit, apparently off screen. And then she screams, and then the robot kills her after she screams some more. Yeah. So uh, all the other fornicators flip out and head to the... Uh, they split up. Yes, because that's they, what you always do. Yeah, first first thing you do is you split up by gender. Yeah, mul- multiple targets that way. So the the girls head to the ducks. The air ducks. Yeah. Not the not the quack quack ducks. Right. That would be silly. Yeah. You know, the tape ducks. And they uh they head off to try to escape that way. While the uh the menfolk head to the local sporting goods store to gear up. And what is the name of that sporting goods store, Chris? Peckin Peckin Paws. Peckin Paws. Peckin Paws. There we go. He's he is a director. Whose name I only know because of horror show hot dog because I don't think I've actually ever seen a Peck and Paw movie, but apparently they're very brutal and grueling. And they uh they steal a bunch of guns. And by a bunch of guns, we mean like an AR fifteen. A, a twelve gauge. And a piss and a revolver. Probably a three fifty seven due to the dirty hairy joke. Yes, but a revolver. So Six shots. Yeah. Yeah. Which, depending on whether or not there's a uh, a reducer put in on the shotgun, shotgun's going to have anywhere from like five to seven or eight. Yeah. That sounds right. And then, yeah, and they are, the AR-15 just has a mag- magazine of probably Thir- 30. 30. Yeah. And uh, also they have a propane canister. Yes. Which that guy carries like it is empty. Yeah. Because this is Nerdlinger carrying it around. And a full propane tank, you know, weighs a good, what, like 30 pounds? 25 pounds? Yeah. He's carrying it like it weighs about two pounds. <laughs> and he's a Nerdlinger. And they uh, they find a robot. The robots mm-hmm. have lasers, turns out. In their eyes. And they're... Well, uh, they don't have eyes, but, you know, lasers out of their viewing things the visual cortex yes well yes they're sensors sensors and uh they're terrible shots unless they're not yep and they uh they they fill it full of lead which doesn't work because it's a robot yeah so they uh hit it with the old propane canister well they they like you know they what jaws yeah jaws or jaws to it you know they really they throw the Propane canister under, you know, it wedges in underneath of it and they shoot it and it blows up. Yeah. All the while firing way more shots than were in their magazines. Yes. Or, or, you know, revolver holder thing. I don't, what the fuck is the thing? Cylinder. 
the yeah. cylinder of the revolver. Jesus Christ. No, revolver holder thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's anywhere for it's anything from a holster to a cylinder at that point. And they're, uh, they decide they're going to booby trap the elevator. Yes. Which I assume is to lure them into the elevator and, and explode them. Yeah. But they leave all, they leave the propane tanks up on top of the elevator. I mean, Which the robots still know. But yeah, so and so a Nerdlinger knows how to fucking like rewire an elevator. Yeah, you learn that in accounting school, right? Yeah, yeah, that was not part of the curriculum in my accounting three hundred one class. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, apparently, I missed that. Maybe it's the maybe it's the uh, the subsequent class after cost accounting. Yeah, it's an elective. You just didn't take it. I guess. It's one of those MIS classes. That's what it is. Management and information systems. And as they're uh, rigging up the elevator, the the ladies get caught by the robots. Well, because the ladies are like, or one lady, the, the lady whose boyfriend is human is like, I guess, well, Barbara Crampton plays her. And, uh, She's like, I just can't take this anymore. We gotta go save the guys because I hear shots and explosions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so, what do they do, Chris? I don't know. I gotta look at my book. I don't remember either. Do do do. Vampity vamp. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. And they uh. Oh, so the the killbots managed to clip one of the ladies and take her out. Oh yeah, that's well, yeah, that's uh, Barbara Crampton. Laser they style. Her, like, the, they shoot her in the calf with a laser, and she basically goes numb from the waist down. Apparently, like she can't even drag herself. She just lays there and she's like, "No!" And then they shoot her and light her on fire. Yeah, and she burns to death, like on the floor. Unable to move. And, and then uh, her boyfriend runs up. It's like, what happened? Where's my girlfriend? And they're like, well, human, we have bad news. And they, uh, they do manage to get their vengeance by exploding one of them with the elevator bomb. Yeah, that dude. Okay, so uh, married guy who was like one of the car repair guys was up there like rigging up the bomb. They lure the, the one of the robots into the elevator and I don't know, he like and he so and then he jumps off of the fucking elevator across the space onto the you know the the walkway and I was like the promenade area. I was like that was a sweet elevator jump. And then they all tried it and then the the two guys left start unloading all their weapons at the at the propane tanks trying to blow the propane tanks and they all miss and then uh nerdlinger's blind date the other where the other waitress lady uh takes the 357 lines up a shot and like one shot one kill hits the uh hits the propane tank it blows the propane tank which i think this blows whatever's holding the elevator in place and then just drops the elevator like five floors to the ground and smashes the robot. 
And they're like, wow, it's a great shot. She's like, ah, my dad's a Marine. You know, a thing people say. Yeah, because, you know, if, you're, if your dad's a Marine, you're genetically predisposed to being able to shoot a pistol well. Obviously. Yeah. So now they uh, they regroup at the the licorice pizza. And they're like, well, we've taken out two robots. There's over two robots. There's only one robot left. And uh, the one guy is totally flipping out about the dead girl. Well, I mean, his girlfriend died. That's a pretty human response, I would say. Yeah. Totally and, human. And everybody's like, chill out. And he starts just flipping it, waving a gun around. Like you do. Yeah, like any human would do. And uh, everybody, you know, calms down a little bit. And they say, hey, okay, what if we head to the computer room and shut them down that way? Yeah, because the computer controls the robots. So if we shut down the computer, the robots get shut down. Yeah, no computer, no robots. Is that how it works in IT, Chris? You know, if you, no no computer, no robots? Yeah, yeah. Unlike your not particularly uh, comprehensive accounting course, we learned about stopping robots in IT courses. <laughs> well, it's good to know. So if I'm ever uh, attacked by robots, I will run over to IT as quickly as possible to have them stop the robot for me. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're here for. We reset your <laughs> passwords, we fix your Excel, we stop killer robots. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop, really, that IT department. And uh, so the, the boyfriend, the crazy guy. Human. Oh, is he the one who's losing it? Yes. He's having a perfectly normal human response. Yeah. He kind of... Uh, Leads the charge, gets a little ahead of everybody, gets ambushed by one of the uh, robots. The last robot. But it turns out that there's actually still two because the one wasn't actually. No, they had just flipped it over and it used its ser- its arms, servo arms to flip itself back upright. Yeah, they totally aren't those plastic robot arm toys you get for your children, for the record. Mm-mm. Totally not. Although, if you, wonder, if you read the trivia on IMDb, they say that they actually are those. They just actually attached servos to them so they could control them remotely. And he gets uh, hucked off a balcony for his trouble. Well, you know, I mean, like humans do. And, uh, you know, splat. Yeah, he goes, he goes, yeah, he bursts like a bag of blood. And they, uh, they, dip, they dip into a store... And put down like the the big rolly metal door. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like like a lingerie store, right? I think so. Yeah. And the uh, the robots use their cutting lasers to try to gain access, but they've at least stopped them temporarily. Yep. And they all like they're like, well, we shut the door; they can't get in. So let's all just take a nap. And they uh they hatch a plan. Where they're going to... Basically, if the robots want targets, we're going to give them targets. Yeah. So they put a bunch of mannequins up and kind of hide in the mannequins so they can open fire on the robots. 
Which is actually kind of a really smart idea, considering, like, given that the robots probably are just looking for human-shaped things to shoot at, mannequins are designed to be human-shaped, so why not use some of those to hide amongst? Yeah. And uh, one of the girls gets gets got by a errant laser fire. Well, no. No, she doesn't. They... They they all take off. The guys run one way. The women one run the other because they can't keep the two, the two together in this movie. They do yank off some clo- some coverings over some mirrors behind the mannequins, and one of the robots shoots the mirror and shoots it, so- and it reflects back to it and elect- starts electrocuting it. But the other, but the one, the brunette, the lady who's married, the the truck repair lady, is standing there in the open yelling at her husband or yelling for her husband or just like watching stuff happen while everyone else like runs to cover and then she gets shot in the gut because she's an idiot fair yeah it's not didn't get shot amongst the mannequins she is just standing in the middle of the fucking walkway going what's going on over there is that the oh oh i've been shot yeah yeah and that Sets off a uh, husband man. Who is driving like some kind of like little mini security vehicle or something. That gather- I don't know what that thing was. Like it gathers carts up. I don't know. Yeah. Or was it one of the little carts from like the, the children's play area that you have to stick quarters in to drive? I don't know what it was. It's something like that. And he rams the robot that's all like electrocuting itself and then gets electrocuted and dies. Yeah. But he does manage to take out the robot. Yes. And its head blows off. And uh, so now we're just down to two. Nerdlinger. Just a, and, well, uh, we're down to three. We're down to Nerdlinger, Other Waitress Girl, and The Robot. Well, okay. And uh, they uh, they get cornered by The Robot. And Nerdlinger makes the ultimate sacrifice... Yeah, he, oh yeah, because he uh, <laughs> he shoots at the robot, and the robot's like, why are you shooting at me? This has been ineffective the entire time. When will you ever learn? <laughs> and and then the, and the guy's like, you know what, you're right. Here's his fire extinguisher, throws it at the robot, it bounces off the robot, the robot grabs it and chucks it at him with robot strength, and like just knocks his ass to the next Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, he's, he's out. He's down. He's down for the count. And, uh, so all that's left is the, the last of the waitresses. Like maybe like, is she the, the final girl, Chris? Yes. And well, she is like literally the final girl. Okay. Also figuratively the final girl. And, uh, as she takes refuge in the, uh, pet store, Yes. Because I guess they just had a bunch of snakes and scorpions lying around with nothing better to do. Well, they, they had a snakes in one aquarium and they had spiders in another aquarium. And the robot, not being the most maneuverable thing ever, managed to knock both of those aquariums over. And she's lying in there among the dog food hiding. And the snakes and the spiders start crawling all over her. Now, 
I'm pretty sure even in the 80s, which is, you know, a bit of a wild and reckless time, they didn't have dangerous pets strewing around the store, right? Like, they're not going to have a fucking rattlesnake in a mall pet store. They're not going to have, like, a black widow in a mall pet store. Well, you so, didn't have a danger pets at your local mall? <laughs> no, we just had uh, the one with all the really sad puppies in it. Oh, now I'm and, sad. <laughs> it was very sad. I wanted all the puppies, though, because I loved puppies as a kid. And uh, still do love puppies. But I don't want to raise a puppy right now because I don't want to give up that much of my life. Maybe when I'm retired. Anyway, so, like, the snakes are crawling over her and the spiders are crawling on her. And she's getting all freaked out. But, really, they're harmless. But... The robot does decide that there is no human forms in this shop and starts to head away. And then she comes up with a masterful plan. Yeah, well, she, yeah, well, she like draws its attention somehow. Yeah. And then she makes a quick scramble for Ludwig's house of paint. Yeah, but oh, but the name of the pet store was Roger's Little House of Pets. Yeah. Which was a of course, a shout out to Corman's uh, Little Shop of Horrors. She gets shot in the calf. Yeah, so she's lip- store, lippy. Yeah, and and she has to like, and she like run away from the robot and like ends up hanging off the side of the fucking railing of the mall of the you know the railing of the walkway with the big because there's a big open space in the center of the mall. And the robot doesn't notice her hanging there, apparently. But she slips and she falls onto this tent, which quite obviously, from above, has a point in the middle. Which <laughs> yeah. Is probably, probably generated by rigid pieces of metal. But when she falls into it, apparently, the only thing inside of that tent is luggage. Yeah, it's a luggage tent. A classic yeah, ball staple. Yeah, you know, the luggage that, that holds the tent up and makes it appear as if there's rigid pieces of metal inside of it that she could have impaled herself on. So she uh, she heads to Ludwig's House of Paint. Yeah. Where after she comes pulling, up with the brilliant plan. After pulling the road flare out of her bra that she had put there earlier in the movie. <laughs> and she, uh, she starts throwing paint and paint thinner. Yeah, and I was like... Paint's not flammable. Why the fuck are you throwing paint on the ground? And then she throws the paint thinner. I was like, okay, paint thinner will burn. That's good. It probably will vaporize and maybe even explode. But then she throws more paint. And I'm like, why are you throwing paint on the fucking ground? I don't get it. And they're just like, there's just insert shot after insert shot of of someone prying open a paint can lid with a screwdriver. And then she tucks the paint on the ground. And I'm like, why is she throwing so much paint on the ground? This makes no sense. And then she lures the robot in the robot in there. The robot hits the paint and then can't get any traction because the paint is slick. And I was like, oh, that's why she was throwing the paint down. I was very confused and apparently an idiot. Yeah. And she uh she hits the robot with a one liner. Have a nice day, because they keep saying that after they kill someone. Which we had not mentioned this entire time. Oh, also the robots say that. Have a nice day. And she uh, road flares it. It explodes everything. Yep. And then a nerdlinger shows up with a toilet paper roll full of blood. Yeah, he was holding to the back of his head. 
Yeah. And apparently he suffered no internal injuries from that fucking fire extinguisher slamming into his body at high speed. Yeah, zero concussions here. No concussions, no broken ribs, no ruptured spleens, none of it. Yep. And then they escape. And credits. Aside and, from and the stinger. stinger. Yep. Where did their the robot says has a, have a nice day? The end. The end. That's chopping ball, more or less, probably less. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I like it. It's just some goofy 80s fun. I, the way I see it, how this played out was uh, the writer-director guy was like, hey, Corbin, what if robots in a mall? And he was like, fucking fund it. <laughs> and then we had this movie. It's, it's everything you want out of an 80s horror flick. It's a goofy premise that is just executed completely earnestly. The people die, but it's not overly graphic. It's just, it's a goofy story where killer robots murder a bunch of people fucking in a furniture store. I believe a bunch of robots murderly urdler a bunch of people in a furniture store is what you meant to say, Chris. Fair enough. I mean, it's a Corman produced movie from the 80s. That should tell you what you're in store for. It's it's just fun. It's a it's a tight hour fifteen. It's not a real big time commitment. If you've never seen it, it's definitely worth an hour and fifteen minutes. I say watch it. What do you say, Mister Troy? I liked it. This is actually my first time watching it. I've I've heard about it from a couple different people, and I've always wanted to watch it. And when I saw it was free on Prime, I was like, yeah, let's watch this. And it did not disappoint. It is cheesy. It is like 137% 80s. Uh, The mall is just... Brings back nostalgic memories of childhood. It was so good. There's a B. Dalton's there. I I guess Mr. Bulky is probably a little too 90s for this mall, but it it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's goofy. It's silly. It's got one-liners. It's got a fucking like assault rifle in it. It's got killer robots. It's got a propane tank being exploded multiple times. There's some fun stunts. Like, and what's what's not to love about this movie? I don't know. I say watch it. Mm-hmm. And so next time we're gonna we're gonna revisit the Rocky Horror thing next time. Yeah, because, you know, we we can't disappoint Mrs. Brett because she will probably hunt us down and kill us, or at least hunt us down and make us spend time with Brett. Yeah, which we do enough. And, you know, and, and no one wants that. Yeah. What if other people want to have their significant other hunt us down? What would be a good way to start? Well, you could go to slaughterhouseprincess.com where we have links to things like our Patreon and our Discord which and our store, 
which are at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, and discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com in not that perspective order. And you could also email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You could tweet at us at slaughterprince, which is slaughter princess with no vowels in princess. You could go to our Reddit at r slash SHP podcast. Uh, if you just want to listen to us and you don't know how you acquired this audio file in the first place, you could go to iTunes or which is probably like Apple podcasts now or something like that. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Music, Google Play, one of those two. Uh, we are on, we are hosted on Podbean, so you go and use your Podbean app to do that. Uh, otherwise, you know, Stitcher has us as well. Uh, you could tell your Echo, uh, Alexa, play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast, and she should do so. She should. And, uh, she should. I don't know if people can hear that, but my <laughs> Echo is now starting Brahms the Boy 2 podcast, so that's fun. I'm sure your Google Home would be doing it as well if you just said, like, okay, Google, play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast. Yeah, which if you're listening to it on speakers, it might be doing right now. <laughs> that's my hope. So come back next time for Rocky Horror, probably. And while other podcasts think about movies... We'll drink about movies. Bye. It's really fucking long, but it ends with a... (laughs)